Welcome back to the Active Dads Podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel. With me, as always, my co-host, John. So, who's the host if you're the co-host and I'm the co-host? <laughs> we doing this again, man. <laughs> we doing this again. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Uh, sorry we didn't get around to a Christmas podcast, but we were both very busy with family obligations, and like yeah. we always talk about, family's important. Yep. So, this is a nice little side project, which I'm glad that we have reached people, and I'm glad that we have, you know, so far helped out a couple dozen people that have contacted me. But we really felt like it was uh, more important than we spend our time elsewhere. Yeah. So I completely agree. John agreed. So we're like, cool, man. We'll just skip it. Start the new year. Yep. <clears throat> new year. New size. New pant size. <laughs> new me. New year. New me. New <laughs> pant size and a larger shirt. There you go. Nah, luckily I didn't gain any. Well, I say luckily. Unfortunately, I didn't gain any weight <laughs> this holiday season. I think I'm. I don't know. I I have I don't do scales anymore, but. There was a little bit of a point where I was like, oh, I'm starting, that doesn't look like Can't it Can't see did. my toes. <laughs> it doesn't look like it did, but now I'm kind of getting back to normal. So I think it was just a little bit of maybe some, some carb bloat. Carb bloat. Yeah, I got you. But no, so uh, yeah, we're into the new year and we got the new year, new me stuff going on. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions because they have such a high failure rate. Oh, yeah. But if you have uh, set one for yourself, try to get a sport team. Try to get somebody to help you achieve that. Don't try to do it on your own and fail like hundreds of millions of others are going to. Yeah, and ignore those friggin' New Year's info commercials because, man, they are out in full force this past Oh, dude, past did you see the four days or whatever? Did you see the Planet Fitness display at oh, Times yeah. Square? <laughs> yeah, man, I saw it. There like, was Ooh. more the blow up wavy guys than yeah. there was people. Yeah, yeah, I was. We actually had a pretty good discussion about that one. I was like, yeah, this is insane. It's terrible. Give us your $10 a month and then never show up. Give us your We'll $10. bring in bagels and donuts. Yeah, we'll give you pizza, bagels, or and donuts. pizza, yeah. Pizza and bagels. But, yeah. But, anyways, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm knocking on Plant Fitness just because I thought that was hilarious. But whatever gym you're going to, you know, I work out in my garage. So, yeah. whatever gym you're at, you can definitely get in there. But, anyways... Besides that little segue, what we want to talk about today was living with purpose, trying to do everything with purpose. That is one of my biggest motivators in every aspect of life is do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Yeah, I am 100% lazy by nature. So if I do something, it's because I really want to do it or I see a huge benefit in doing it. Yeah. If I don't want to do it and I see no benefit to doing it, then I'm not wasting my time on it. Right. So what I mean by that is, you know, let's take my profession, for example. So I'm a personal trainer. Um, a lot of y'all already know that. But whenever I work out, I work out with the purpose of becoming better in my trade, becoming better physically, increasing my fitness level, and trying to break down every aspect of the movement. Yeah. You know, so I'm not just doing 12 bicep curls just to get 12 bicep curls done. I'm doing 12 bicep curls to try to work the muscle fibers, to try to figure out, okay, well, what feels like a good exercise after this? What should I pair this with? You know, and that goes with every exercise. I just said bicep curls for, you know, that's the first thing that came to mind. But whenever you work out and whenever I train clients, the big thing that I see with the clients that succeed are the ones that focus and stay in the moment when they're working out. They're not just in there to knock out the 20 squats that I tell them to do. 
they're in there with the full focus of is this proper form because they know I'm watching. You know, and sometimes it just takes somebody looking over your shoulder to make you do the right thing. You know, think yeah. about like how many jobbers you've met in your life. They're going to screw off until the boss comes around. Boss oh, comes right. around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very productive. Look at me work. Yeah. Look at me go. You know, so being a personal trainer, I kind of get to see that. I don't want to say it's the same because obviously, no, people are paying me to come here. I'm not paying them, you know. Yeah. They're doing it because they know they want to increase their health. They want to, you know, lose weight, gain muscle, get more fit, whatever. But at the same time, I can really keep them accountable towards their goals. And I'm going to give them all the information they need to know to achieve those goals. Right. So whenever they come in here, the ones that truly succeed are the ones that are incredibly focused on everything I do. They work out outside of here. They shoot me text messages, asking about techniques. You know, every now and then they'll send me like a YouTube link or a Facebook link. Hey, what do you think about this exercise? So you can tell that the gears are turning whenever I'm not standing in front of them. Right. Which is really cool because you get to see that drive kind of develop in people. And some of my athletes came to me older in life. You know, they already tried it by themselves. That failed. They tried this new diet. That failed. They tried this pill. That failed. So once they got serious and wanted to, kind of learn the way to do it themselves they hired a professional you know a lot of my clients stay with me one and a half two years after that they know exactly what they need to do to keep the progress going so yeah. i'm perfectly happy with that you know a lot of people are afraid whenever turnover happens but for me i see it as an opportunity to pull new people in to try to teach them something yeah, and generally it's they come from the people that that are they're starting to wean off yeah and go go on their own right? yeah that's one thing about this business your word of mouth beat any marketer you could ever hire oh yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah i mean because that's like, it goes back to that whole infomercial and all the mm -hmm. garbage i mean yeah, yeah i watch it and it's just you have to laugh i mean yeah oh i get to here's the here's this new plan da, 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 da. What? I abs to, in six weeks yeah i get to eat all <laughs> the foods i enjoy i'm like so mm -hmm. there's not that's not gonna happen the hilarious part to me is always like whenever you Go GNC or Vitamin Shop, grab one of the fat burners, yeah. flip it around on the back. It says should be paired with a sensible diet and exercise. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like if I'm doing the sensible diet and exercise, why do I need to spend money on this pill? Oh yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so with that too, and you know you can talk on this podcast. Yeah, I know I'm you're like, kind of falling brain's asleep. Kind of going in a couple different ways. Uh, I feel like I'm still talking, but with that too, it goes with all aspects of life. You know, for me. Fitness is my profession. My profession is fitness. So those two are married together. Yeah. And that's how I like it. You know, I didn't want a job to where I felt like I was just clocking in, doing somebody else's dirty work, and then clocking back out yeah. and going home. I wanted to do something that I enjoyed doing. Whenever I talk to people, I know I've said it many times on this podcast, and I'll say it many more times. I'm already semi-retired. Like, I do, if there's a client I don't want to train, I hand them off to another trainer. Yeah. If I don't want to show up that day, I'm calling in that day. You know, that very rarely happens. But I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to set my own schedule, and I did not want to do stuff that I did not want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, screw that. You know, that's that even that, – that's anybody's career, realistically, depending on how you approach it and how you look at it. I mean, I'm the exact same way. You know, I've talked about it before. You know, I kind of started my career, you know, back when I was really young, 14, 15 years old, you know, when – I needed a job. I mean, it was, you know, hey, it's time to get a job, time mm -hmm. to earn some money. You know, you're doing your own thing, you know, kind of growing up. So let's let's find something you like to do. And 
found something I fell in love with and had a, you know, had a boss who's, you know, like a coach who saw something in me that I may not have seen at the time, introduced me to these things and, and just kind of flourished. Um, you know, and in the industry, it's my job to make things look look pretty. It's my job to design pretty things. It's my job to put my mark on on things that people are going to see for the next 20 or 30 years. Um, so with that, you know, that gives me drive and purpose to do what I do and to do it well because I'm putting my stamp on that. I'm putting my name on that. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, it's also grown. You know, as I as I stepped out of the, I do I do the work myself into the more of the management end of it. Then I started to look at well, it's time to use what I the knowledge I have and the, the experiences I have to build up the next person that's going to be stepping in those shoes. Um, so you know, if I if you if I didn't do it if I didn't do it with purpose, there's nobody. I mean, who who's the next person who's gonna Who's going to work for you? Who's going to do those things for me um, yeah. and on our team? I'm team building. Yeah. Um, you know, so if there's no purpose and there's no direction, then those people mm-hmm. are just going to stand there with their hands out and go, well, what are you doing? So, I mean, it's – I get a lot of – you get a lot of flack sometimes from people, especially in, when you talk about careers, because I'm one of those I get very – I'm very sensitive about the job I do the work I do, um, and I'm very protective of it. But the reason I'm that way is because it, it means something to me. I, there's a purpose for it. I don't get up every day just to get a paycheck. Yeah, you take pride in your work. I take pride in my I mean, work. That's excellent. Um, I have I've been one of those that's never really had the gumption or I guess the thought about asking for more money in my career because – I felt like a pur- the purpose that I was fulfilling was enough mm-hmm. um, until later in later in the career when you start yeah. to you start to get more and more and more and you're like eh, we need to talk we yeah. need to talk a little bit but it goes back to that like when when people around me are always com- bitching and complaining about I don't make enough money I don't make enough money I need more money and I'm sitting here thinking like really like <laughs> I was about to give you a pay cut for the work you did last week <laughs> this, you know this is what I mean signed on for this did you want more than just a paycheck when you signed on or were you just looking for a paycheck you know now, unfortunately um, a lot of people look for a paycheck and one of the craziest things that i saw um back when i worked especially in warehouses the people that bitch the most about not making enough money are the first ones to go home when we ran out of work oh, or yeah. they were the first ones yeah. to call in every other tuesday yeah. or every other friday and like boss would come through you know the warehouse manager hey we got a lot of stuff to do who's up for some overtime yeah. their hand wasn't up they wanted more hourly but they wanted less hours too oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really work that way no and i mean so you know and, and that's so my my career's changed my career's grown but the purpose is mm-hmm. and the purpose has grown some but it's that you know that foundational purpose still remains the yeah. same of you know doing good work um doing stuff I'm happy with I'm pleased with that other people are happy with and pleased with but then it's kind of morphed into that purpose of building up other people um, growing other people coaching Mm -hmm. other people um, and those kinds of things as I kind of start to move towards the end of that career well I mean so 
even with that, even though you're at like a, you know, a higher level on the, you know, ladder, mm-hmm. you still, like your name is still on that work. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Your Absolutely. reputation is still on that mm-hmm. work. So yeah. not only do you have to obviously delegate those jobs to the people below you, but you really have to lead by example and show mm-hmm. them why it's so important. Right. You know, and, you know, I mean, depending on how you look at it, they could have different views of you, and which is fine. You oh, know, right. I mean, if me and you are designing a park, we're going to design it very differently. Right. But it's because we have a different purpose for that park, maybe, or maybe we just have different tastes. But either mm-hmm. way, it's going to show, like, it ain't going to be, you know, trashed. Yeah. It ain't going to be run down. Yeah. If we're designing a park, it's going to look like a nice park, and you mm-hmm. want it to be quality. Even though it's not exactly what you may have done, as long as the quality is there, you have to be happy with what your delegates do. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where that, you know, it becomes less about self and more about others. Um, and I've, you know, it, it's kind of cool. I mean, for me, it's always been one of those, I'm, I'm not like the whole pats on the back and kudos and all that stuff. I don't really care about, um, and I never really have. Uh, I like to do things behind the scenes. Uh, it's kind of just one of those things I love, but I love to see, I love to see those guys that we empower go out and do those jobs, get all the kudos in the world. I mean, they're the ones that deserve it. Um, and, and it just goes back to, you know, taking pride in what you do, getting up every day with purpose, knowing that you're going to go, you know, in, in mind, you're going to go change the, the, the world as far as, you know, the, the green industry in your area or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, to me, that is part of the purpose. Yeah, I would definitely say so. And so, I mean, it isn't always just your job that you do with a purpose. You know, it isn't always basically what you're getting paid for when you do it. So, like with me, you know, I clean up the gym on a regular basis. But, like, the last time I cleaned gym, it took me seven hours. It's spread out over two days. You know, I tried to mix it up, sweep, vacuum, mop, everything else. But if I'm going to clean the bathroom, I'm not going to do a half-assed job. Oh, yeah. You know, I want my clients to know, hey, we're sanitary. Like, you don't have to worry about anything that's going on in here. So whenever I do that, I try to do that with the purpose of, you know, not that I love pushing a broom or I love pushing a mop. Yeah. It's the fact that I love coming into a gym and people look at you and go, wow, it smells nice in here. You know, it's like, yeah. wow, y'all really cleaned this place up. Yeah, of course we did. We yeah. love to keep it clean in here. We don't like it to be nasty because whenever you see a nasty gym, all you think about is staph infection or COVID or whatever, you know. <laughs> we don't want anything in here, so we try to keep it as clean as possible. Yeah, but, I mean. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was about to change subject. Oh. You're staying on this. Keep no, going. so, you know, it's kind of what you're saying. Like, our, you know, all those, like, I kind of look at purpose like um, a mission statement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just a mission. There's not, like, multiple mission statements. It's like. There's one big mission statement, like, you know, my name's John, and my family consists of me, my dog, my wife, and my son. I love how you put the dog before the family members. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then and then everybody else in the family, mm-hmm. you know. And so I get up every day with the purpose of, you know, doing my job. All these little pieces mm-hmm. are part of that puzzle. But all those are to make, you know, the life of my dog, wife, and kid, and all those other people, you know, happy and and, and all those things. So when you look at it that way, I'm like, I got a 
provide. I've got to, you know, fix. I've got to repair. Like, you know, yesterday. Yesterday was one of those. I got up, and on Sunday mornings, I get up and I cook um, for the cook breakfast for the family. I do it on Saturdays too, but Sundays usually like waffles, and we didn't have stuff for waffles, so I made French toast and eggs and all that stuff. Um, and then I got a text from my father-in-law asking, saying, you know, he had had a water leak in his basement. He's like, you know, you think you come take a look at it? And I'm sitting here thinking, like, we got to get a, got to get a bike ride in. And then, so we got to finish breakfast or at brunch at that point. Brunch, get a bike ride in, get over to his house in time to go to the hardware store for me to get supplies. And then, you know, school starts back tomorrow, so we got to get dinner eat dinner and get home everybody get in the bed so but all those things had a purpose you know that so you know it was all of a sudden in my mind i'm sitting there thinking how am i going to make this work all right i'm going to eat i'm going to give it about 30 minutes and i'm going to head out the door so call him back yeah i got to get in a 90 minute bike ride and the bike rides once again it's part of my training for for my 100 miler coming up in june so i had to get that in which means i had to give up you know, a little bit of my day to, to squeeze that in, but then I needed to go help my father-in-law. Why? Because they didn't have any water in their house, um, you know, so to help the family. Um, so everything, though, for me has a purpose, you know, because I wanted to go get that done, and I was not going to leave until we had that fixed, so they had water, and then got to get go get dinner so we can get home and get ready for bed because I have school the next day. I mean, so purpose just applies to everything. Hmm. We do, and I mean, and it's all it's it's all affected by the decisions we make and the things we do. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but no, in I, my brain, it was it made a lot of sense. But then trying to get it out, it's like, no, I know what you mean. I mean, so family obligations, obviously, you want to do that with purpose too. And I don't want to say obligations as in just the stuff that you're relied on to do, but the okay. stuff that you want to do mm-hmm. with them as well. You know, anytime you're doing a family activity like we were talking about before the podcast you know if you're watching tv you shouldn't all three be sucked into the tv screen and not realizing what else is going on around you you know to me quality time is interacting with each other and like me and my son i'm really i'm learning a lot of that because like we talked about before i'm such an introvert that i like hanging out with him because he doesn't talk back we can just like do stuff we don't have to have a conversation but at the same time, I kind of enjoy my alone time. So whenever I'm with him, I try to just take it in. You know, we'll sit yeah. in his bedroom floor and he'll play with his toys and we'll move around or I'll throw him in his little walker and like let him chase Zoe around the house and I'll yeah. run around with him, you know. And with him, you know, he's at that point now to where he just likes to grab stuff and throw it in the floor. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to walk behind yeah. him on the walker anyways. Yeah, like and social media and cell phones and things have just – They've destroyed a lot of that. Um, yeah, they have. Uh, it's so easy to get sucked into that stuff and not realize you just blew, you know, forty-five minutes scrolling through stuff while you were watching a movie or whatever. <clears throat> you know, when my son was born or younger, I don't even—I didn't have it. I think it was still uh, uh, not Facebook, MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. So you know, and MySpace was like god awful for communication. So it was like. Yeah. You might check MySpace once I mean, a week or something. Pretty good for picking up chicks if you were back in high school. Yeah, so yeah. That's what I used yeah. it for. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think I had like seven friends and I talked to every one of them like every day. And, and so it was <laughs> yeah. like, what was the point of MySpace? Yeah. 
But then, you know, Facebook came and the iPhone 97 or whatever that's out now, it's faster yeah. than, I mean, can get it right to you just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff just, like, wreaks havoc on It can kind of if you let it. it and with me, like, my wife yells at me for it, too, which I'll go ahead and say she's being a little hypocritical. She's on her phone, too. But for me, a lot of times it's for, you know, what I do for my business as well. You know, really? with yeah, with Facebook, I'm in a ton of fitness groups, like that like lift groups. Three hours and answering text messages for me. I mean, it's text message. I don't like communicating. I like talking to people on Facebook. Well, I'll send you <laughs> on Facebook, man. But no, you always text me while I'm doing stuff. It's never when I'm like sitting there. But anyways, so with me, it's a lot of like R&D and just research. And like a lot of times I'm not even on Facebook. He I'm D&D. Reading. No, it's like every other Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. Don't get me wrong. No shame in that. But yeah, so a lot of that is still kind of professional. But could I choose a different, better time for it? Of course I could. But if Little Man's in his run around, there's nothing for him to grab. I'm like, eh, you know, I got 10 minutes. There was this article on T Nation that I really wanted to check out that I saved. So I want to go ahead and look at it. But even with that, you know, I could do a lot better of being in the moment whenever I'm with him. And I try to make that thing you know i mean phone addiction is a real thing for me i'm on my phone a decent bit during work hours you know and it's contacting clients reaching out to them hey you know you missed yesterday hope everything's going well or hey good to see you today stuff like that so yeah i am on my phone but it's kind of a part of the communication thing that i'm trying to work on you know what i mean before like, I absolutely hate talking on cell phones. I cannot stand it. You don't shoot me a text message, cool. We don't need small talk through an electronic device. Yeah, I won't answer it. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> Same. So I'm trying to get better at that communication as well to help out with work. But obviously, I could choose a different time for it. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's something I'm kind of looking at purposely, trying mm-hmm. to check out and see. Like, I've got one of those little, or actually, I don't. Google Pixel, the phone I use, it mm. comes with one of those little apps that you can pull, or it comes with the, what am I trying to say? If you go into the settings, you can find a timer oh, for yeah. which apps you're on yeah. and how much of your day is spent on there. My God, I completely lost track of time on that one. But anyways, so that way I can kind of hold myself accountable for what I'm using my phone for. Yeah. You know, Messenger is usually one of the top ones because I'm messaging a lot of people, Facebook will be up there somewhere and I've deleted all the games off my phone that way I'm not doing that too much yeah I mean those I hate games now I absolutely Mm. love them but I'll get stuck on a game for a couple months and then I'll just stop playing it Mm. forever so I did play Mike Tyson on the Nintendo a few months back and immediately was addicted so I was like pull the plug on that (laughs) because my wife was like dinner's ready and I'm like I'm fighting Glass Joe right now so I'll be in there in a minute. Bing, bing, knock out Glass Joe and get the next guy. Dinner's ready. Fifteen minutes later, I'm playing. I'm fighting King Hippo right now. Sorry, <laughs> you can't. And I was like, Yeah, this is not good. So, but see, I think there's a time for that as well. Oh, there know? is. I mean, because we, I mean, we play stuff together. Yeah. Oh um, no, I'm talking about just a long time, man. Oh yeah. Like I've been playing uh, Red Dead Redemption two on my laptop, and for me, it's the perfect like winding down activity. Yeah. See you know? me, it's. Spinning vinyl. I mean, you notice mm-hmm. that. I listen to a lot of music. Yeah. So, like, you know, your hobbies, you can also do that, too. Living in the moment with that. Using, kind of finding a purpose for it 
as far as using it to unwind or just using it to relax? Yeah, that's usually my, that's usually how I end my day pretty much every day is all, because there's usually that, I don't know, odd hour where everybody's running around trying to get all their crap ready for work the next day, and I usually try to knock mine out when I get home. That way, I don't have to worry about it. So I usually have that hour where I'll sit down and spin a couple of records and just veg out before I go to bed. Yeah. You know, it keeps the blue light out of my eyes and good vibrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can also do that. So I um, read before I go to bed. Sometimes I read. Yeah. So my phone's also got one of those cool blue light filters. That way it doesn't keep you awake. Normally, I'll get like a chapter chapter and a couple pages in and I, I start and like, like oh. dozing off yeah <laughs> as you're dozing off I just kind of cut my phone off throw yeah. it on the nightstand that's me pretty much I mean just depending on what's out book wise and mm-hmm. I have to be in the mood to read to read before I go to bed yeah I always dude I use uh the Amazon like Kindle app or whatever and I'll get like some of the I like weird stuff. Like most of my genres are like detective mysteries with oh, yeah. orcs and stuff. That's, I mean, I'm into that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm right, the the one I've been hooked on, the series I've been hooked on the most. And in fact, I'm about halfway through the newest book, is uh, uh, the Vinyl Detective. Never seen that. Yeah, it's a about it's written it's written by an English guy, and and basically it's about a, a dude that tracks down rare vinyl for people for money and but he ends up like tracking down vinyl that people are willing to kill for seriously and so yeah so he run i mean it's a great series man it hooked me i mean it was like i've checked it out but then you start because at first i was like how can but then it was like believable yeah you know and they started tying it into like these old english rock bands from back in the day and and how they were the band member, one of the band members, was trying to kill off the. It was just, it's it's a really good series. Mm. I was that intrigued. Pretty cool. I checked that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of mine are like murder mysteries or detective mysteries. Like I said, some of them are like fantasy stuff yeah. just for a break. Yeah. But uh, I got stuck on the Stillhouse Lake, yeah. the Killhouse Lake series. That's an excellent series, yeah. man. I'm listening to audiobooks right now, and it's great. I usually listen to like a book, and I'll hit a couple podcasts, and then the next book. Yeah, and see, just now, back and forth. I'm a dork. I still have to go to the, the, just like the record store, I have to go to the bookstore and actually get the physical book in my hand to read it. No, I got Audible, and I yeah, just I like get that. Dude, it's perfect, man. If you're I trying try, to I, run or now for hit running, the rower I, or something um, like that, those are great. For running, I have, but then my head goes to some really weird places when I'm like rowing well, and stuff and so it takes like, me off of the task at hand so i'm happy with it. i'll start it up and then do my plank and dead hang series yeah spend about 15 minutes on that and that way i can just get lost in the book and not even worry about what's going on timer goes off i switch yeah. timer goes off again i switch it's just automated i don't think about what i'm doing i just right. roll through it yeah <clears throat> but so with that and uh i gotta say you were one of the only people i know that have like this vinyl addiction Oh, but, yeah. Always yeah, have. you always shoot like little, not TikToks, what do you call them? Oh, the, the boomerangs? Boomerangs, yes. yeah, of yeah, the vinyl had, stuff. I had to because they kept pulling my video because of the music rights. It's like, you don't own this album. I'm like, the hell I don't. I just bought it. <laughs> I just bought I wonder I'm, why that is because I see a lot of other people using like popular know. songs in their videos. Yeah. I wonder if it's like some type of license you have to buy through them or something. I have no idea. It's like, oh, I'm sure Bruce Springsteen that I just tagged in the post will give a crap that I'm 
playing five seconds of his song. Playing five seconds of his song <laughs> saying, hey, this album is freaking amazing. You should go yeah. buy it. Douchebags. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm sure there's a reason behind it, but no, I'm I sure. don't understand. I had some, What's wrong with free advertising? I did one that or it was like a Rolling Stones album like two years ago, and like a week ago I got, your, your video has been released two years later, and I was like, I don't even know what, oh, yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> it was like it held my video for two years while the out the record company they had to like review it or something i guess i I don't know i was waiting to get like a cease and desist order (laughs) in the mail that's so so crazy but yeah i mean that's that's one of my things like saturday saturday yeah saturday we got up and what day yeah saturday (laughs) we got up and ran and you know i get like and we've talked about it before i have anxiety issues and like in the holidays, I always it always gets bad mm. um, because I go into the holidays with purpose. I mean, my purpose is to surround myself with people that I don't get to see all the time and to spend as much time as I can with them celebrating. Mm. And Christmas is that one time around the year where everybody's just, for the most part, in a different mood. Um, you know, they're willing to put, you know, set aside time and and stuff just to be in the moment, like we're talking about. And so every year, I just it, it gets hard when it starts that start to roll back into that normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we got up Saturday, and and plus I can't I'm not like I hate sitting still. Like there's days when I I enjoy just chilling at the house, um, doing nothing, you know, catching watching flicks, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but when it's like day after day after day. It really gets to me because it's just like it's too quiet. Um, you know, I just, it's not my thing. So Saturday was one of those where I started to kind of get that little bit of anxiety. And I was like, man, I did my run. I've watched TV for the last five hours. What does anybody want to go do? And nobody want to go do anything. And I'm just like, I really need to go do something. So I got up, threw my clothes on, and was like, I'm going to go see Chris at the record store. Anybody want to go? Nobody want to go. So I'm like, all right, peace. So I drove, went to the record store, flipped through vinyl, talked to my buddy at the record store for about an hour and just, you know, shot the crap, talked about movies and music and grabbed a couple records. And then I was like, it just helped so much just flipping (laughs) through the vinyl and finding something I wanted to take home and listen to and then take it home and listen to it. So, yeah, I mean, but there you go. There's more purpose yeah well i mean it's your way of so there's a lot of different types of meditation and for some people you know you get that from any place like you'll a lot of people you know my wife loves to go shopping with her sisters yeah so with that of course they're just killing time and probably spending money they shouldn't be spending but it's a great way to relieve stress it's a great way to hang out with somebody oh yeah so for me like with the red dead redemption 2 that's my way of one of my biggest issues is I will get started on a project and then I'll procrastinate that project with another project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whenever I'm going through that, I'm like trying to stay focused, always thinking about it. like whenever I wrote my first book, man, that consumed my life for three months. Oh, yeah. No lie. No, I'm wrong. I knocked it out quick. I mean, I got all the pictures done. I went from typing the first page to publishing it on Kindle in three months. Yeah. 
but I literally just get sucked into that stuff. And it's, you know, of course, it's part of my ADHD. I get hyper-focused on things that I want to work on. Yeah. So one of the ways of, like, breaking that, because, dude, it'll wake me up, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I've got to write this down. Yeah. You know, it just consumes everything. So whenever I'm just vegging out and playing a video game, I'm good. I can just relax. I'm not focused on anything else. Same thing with jujitsu, man. You can't focus on what bills need to be paid when somebody's actively trying to choke you or yeah. bend something backwards. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite forms of meditation. I'm forced to be in the moment. Like, hey, this guy on my back right now has very bad intentions yeah. for my neck. So I've got to move through and keep going. Yeah, we, and that was one of the discussions Sean and I were having earlier was, you know, I think the realization that, you know, you just signed up for a big 100-mile race. Oh, I imagine that hits hard. You just got selected to be in this 100-mile race, not just you're in it. You just got selected to be in it. So, Yeah, so with this 100-mile race, that's not the Black Mountain Monster. You're talking about the Yeti 100, 100. which basically you have to sign up and hope your name gets pulled out of the hat. it's a lottery. Yeah, you can't just sign up and get it. You have to enter in the lottery. So, you know, we were both like – I think some people listening to this have no clue what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so and just the thought. First of all, we were, you know, we were both back and forth after we, you know, because you register between, you put your name in the hat between nine and five, and then at eight, that's when the selection process starts. Oh, same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh damn. So the whole day we were texting each other back and forth. It's like. So it's not first come first serve. It's no, literally like your it's, name goes it's in a the lottery, hat. and we don't. I'm not far. Not quite sure how it gets picked. I don't know if they go through like a ranking system and all that. I don't know. Um, okay. But we were like, you know, well, what if you get picked and I don't get picked? Well, I'm like, well, if you don't, I'm going to come run it with you anyway, you know, and if you don't get to, I'll come <laughs> through, team. you know, it's, it'll be a support one way or another. Yeah. But then there's that realization come Sunday morning that, yeah, you just got, you know, you got accepted, so here you go. Um, so that's what we were talking about earlier. Like he sent me a training, a 22-week a training plan for a 100-miler. And yesterday and then we got to talking about it at work today and he's like man he's like looking at his training plan he's like it's like run five days a week and i'm like that's too much four to five and i'm like i said well i said you know i put in about a 70 mile week this past week and i'm like and i feel okay but but that's one week that's one week i'm like you know so you know, that's what he was thinking. He's like, this guy's running Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is when I was racing tries and, you know, half iron and iron stuff. I said, this is the training plan I was on. I mean, that's why I spent so much time training. Who wrote the training plan? Was that just a cookie cutter for a 100 miler? That was a cookie cutter for a 100 miler. Yeah, you need to find a good coach. I, I know yeah. a guy. Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. His name is Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> I believe oh, you know the man, too. Yeah, I raced for him for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely consult with him and ask him because if you're doing five days a week, man, you're going to get burnt out by the time you hit the oh, first yeah. 24-hour race, let alone the 100-miler. I told him, it's, I've been on that train, I've been on those, or I've had that training plan, and kind of what we're doing now is very, and it's like I told him, you know, two days during the week that we're running now, we can increase that distance a little bit as the days get longer, mm-hmm. um, and then still focus on that Saturday long run. I'm like, but if we're pounding pavement and dirt five six days a week i'm like your knees are gonna be shot for ever even get yeah, to the race let's say you're gonna have to do a lot of rehab <clears throat> to keep yourself healthy for so, that time yeah so that's why i was like we're kind of already on the right schedule we just need to continue to increase that 
distance as we go, especially on the longer runs. And I, you know, my big thing like yesterday was I threw in a 30 mile bike ride because a it's gonna do nothing but help increase my cardio mm-hmm. and, and leg my strength. endurance and my leg strength, and it sure as crap's not gonna kill my knees. Um, and I was just by throwing you know a 30 to 40 mile bike ride in every on every Sunday now, my running has just gone completely through the roof as far mm-hmm. as feeling better and running faster i mean all my runs are trending faster and i'm feeling faster not yeah. just running faster and dying but you know my heart rate's starting to you know level out and level decrease out a little bit and decrease yeah. i'm like running you know low eights and you know 150 150 151 so you know zone two-ish yeah low end um so you know but that's training with purpose too, mm-hmm. to go out there and actually run a, a good race, but then not go into it with my knees shot and wore out because I trained my train overtrained. Yeah. 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 No. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it's said that a lot. It's kind of a wake up call, you know. It's like, oh crap, you know, I want to go. Out. There's no way in hell I'm not going to finish this. I'm not crossing that finish line. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it before. I've got some athletes who come in here, nothing on the schedule, and just bust their ass. Like yeah. their entire reason for being in here is for the training. Yeah. And now I've got some athletes where if they don't have anything on the schedule, they're not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless yeah. they get a race on the schedule or they've got a grappling competition coming up, they're not lifting. Yeah. And I completely understand. But that's one of the things where you can tell they don't enjoy the training, they enjoy the competition. Yeah. They only do the training because the competition's coming up. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know. I guess this stuff is just part of me. I, mm. I, I couldn't. Well, I mean, you have to be a year-long athlete. Oh, you yeah. can't be a seasonal athlete. Mm-mm. You know, even with, you know, wrestling got pushed back a lot, especially at uh, high school and collegiate. Obviously, mm-hmm. professional wrestling is completely different. But it got pushed back to where they're shortening the season. You're mm-hmm. still getting most of the matches in. They shorten the matches a little bit, yeah. but your season's a lot shorter. So that means a lot of athletes aren't going to be training preseason as hard as they should. Yeah. To me, every single sport on this planet is a year-long sport. Absolutely. You're either an athlete or you're not an athlete. That's... You don't want to come back on square one every single year. No. You want to progress and be better every year than the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I hadn't got in, like, so I was, you know, we had already planned on, throwing our name in the hat for the yeti because hmm. that's one I'd, I'd actually been talking about for quite a few years anyway but i mean my whole thing was is if i didn't get into the yeti then i was going to race cyclocross hmm. in september september through january it was like i'm feeling way too strong to not already going into the new year so if i keep if i don't get into that one i'll focus on monster but then i'll i will train with focus on the monster and also cross, but once the monster's over, I'll turn up the training solely to focus on cross season. Yeah. But you know, with now the Yeti, I'm not you know. Well, I mean, you're still hitting the same intensity right. of training. It's just a different training style, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. Kind of mm-hmm. like what we talked about with hobbies. Yep. You know, for your hobby, it's spinning vinyl, listening to music, listening to records. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, it's. A lot of different things. I've got a ton of hobbies, but yeah, the one that I was talking about was playing Red Dead. Yeah. You know, whenever you relax, you want to do that with a purpose. You want mm-hmm. to be in the moment every single moment. 
Yeah. It's how many times you go on vacation. You know, you go on a one-week vacation, and it feels like you're packing your shit up as soon as you got there. Oh, you yeah. know, to leave. So we go on a one-week vacation. It feels like it was a day and a half, and then yeah. you're packing up to come home because oh, yeah. you're trying to get everything in there. Always do this. Always do that. For me, I don't want to do anything. I want to yeah. go out to the beach. I want to turn the Bluetooth speaker on, chill out to some like Kenny Chesney or something, and just hang out. And I've yeah. seen that post where people are like, oh, well, if you take a music to the beach, you're missing the purpose. No, my purpose is I love listening to music, Absolutely. drinking alcohol in the sand. Absolutely. So I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't yeah. need to sit there and just hear the waves crash. I've got a sound machine at home. I can do that in my bedroom. Yeah, and there's times I do just sit there and listen to the waves crash, but then there's yeah. like that. I mean, and that's one thing for us. Like when we go, like the beaches, that's our second home. Mm. Um, so when we go there, it's, you know, we go there to be on the beach. Yeah. I mean, we get up, we do breakfast. I mean, we may sleep in a little bit. We're on vacation. Who cares? I don't want to, I don't want to schedule. Um, so we get up whenever we get up, we'll cook some breakfast and we'll head down on the beach and we'll stay there until the sun goes down. Um, and I'm totally fine with that. And if we, we'll come back, throw some clothes on, go grab food or whatever, or cook something, you know, but I mean, and that's, I guess that's why we like going to where we go because there's not a whole lot of like shopping options. Well, we go to a I mean, tourist we attraction. Yeah. We wouldn't care anyway if there yeah. were, because we wouldn't be there. But I mean, we'll hit like a little some mom and pop shops over there that we always go to. Mm. That's about it. But you go to like Myrtle, or it's just there's all kinds of places to spend money and time, and, yeah. and soon you forget why you're actually there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's you know, yeah, we're totally about just spending quality time on the beach. Yeah. And we go to Hilton Head every year, so it's the same thing, man. You got, like, the outlets down there, Tanger, whatever you call them. Yeah, now the and Outer Banks got, has one of those. I'm like, well, the Outer, yeah. outer Banks just went completely 100% tourist. But, I mean, it depends on what you want to do. You know, for yeah. me, I go out, I hang out on the beach for a couple hours, I'm good. I come back in, I get some lunch, I'll watch some Netflix for a little bit. I'm like, oh, hey, sun's still up, sun's still nice and bright. Let's walk back out to the beach, you know. We get a spot to where you can you know it's like a quarter of a mile maybe a little bit longer walk yeah. to the beach so we can just come back and forth other shoes wake up next morning eh, i don't feel like hitting the beach we'll just walk out to the pool chill yeah. out there for a couple hours yeah, our good thing now is we have friends boats down there so we'll go down there right. jump on the boat head out to an island and unload anchor the boat out and yeah. anchor the boat off the island and we just go chill on an island the whole day mm-hmm. cook food make sandwiches whatever I mean, no so cell phone reception, no, you're on an island. Yeah, full focus on relaxation. Absolutely. You can deal with work when you get back. Yeah, just Sleep, being in the moment, yeah. Yell at your kids, yell at mm-hmm. your wife, whatever. Yeah, and some, uh, you know, I think that's with everything, too. So, with me, I'm also a big fan of drinking whiskey just out back. You know, I'll take yeah. a little three-hour vacation, build a campfire in my little pit out back by the creek. Just sit there and drink Jack Daniels on the rocks. Yeah. Usually listen to some music then, too, because I got one of the little echoes. So mm-hmm. you just yell the code word. I don't want to say it because we're in here with one. But, yeah, so just fire up whatever music you want to listen to and hang out. You know, I'm not drinking to get drunk or I'm not drinking for any reason other than I love the taste. However, a little bit of a buzz. On, yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that either. Usually if I – and that, I'll do that. Um, yeah. So it's fire pit. Tunes, mm-hmm. whiskey, or it's fire in the fireplace, tunes, 
whiskey. But in my in my spot on the couch mm-hmm. with my feet up, and there's a good chance that I'm gonna be sleeping in the same spot just because <laughs> there's a fire, my feet are up, I've got tunes playing, and uh, and whiskey. So it's just like, oh, well, there's no need to get up and go to bed. This is the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a couple of times myself, but <clears throat> now nah, normally I'm not a big fan of drinking whiskey in the house unless you know we have friends over. Yeah. We're hanging out, but other than that, man, I'll just sit out by the campfire and just watch the fire burn, listen to some music, and just chill, you know. And with me, so uh, I don't want to say it's a delicate situation, but I've had drinking problem in the past. You know, I was an alcoholic for probably about three years. Yeah. So one of my big life goals is to not let that kind of creep back up. You know, so I usually monitor my alcohol intake. You know, I can have some Jack Daniels one night, and I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. Whenever it turns into, like, four, five nights of just drinking, then I really try to evaluate why I'm drinking. Oh, yeah. You know, if it's a constant daily thing, then I'm not drinking because I just want to enjoy a drink. There's something going on where I need to take a look at it. So, unfortunately, in my younger years, I did not understand that concept, but now I do. So, to me... Drinking is good for relaxing, but I've also used it in a cru- as a crutch in the past. So oh, that's yeah. one thing that I always try to keep an eye on. But man, whenever you got, you know, a double shot Jack on the rocks, and you're just sipping on oh, it, or yeah. whatever your whiskey is, you know, people like to give me shit because I like Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's twenty bucks a fifth. I'm perfectly happy with that. Oh, it tastes Mark, great yeah. to me. Yeah, Maker's Mark's a good choice too. Uh, old granddad, that's old granddad. That's what I'm sipping on right now. Is old granddad. Mm-hmm. Not currently. But yeah, yeah, not currently. No, <laughs> no. currently, um, I just finished a diet, uh, diet alcohol-free ginger beer, which is one of my favorites. That's a terrible idea. Ginger I can't stand beer. ginger beer. Really? Oh man, you no, know how many times it saved me from puking after a race? I'm good, dude. I can't do it. I got some uh, electrolyte tabs that has some ginger root in there. So in fact, I remember we did uh, Seven Sisters when a few years back, and it was one of those like it poured rain the whole time it was cold and rainy and wet and muddy and sloppy and just nasty <clears throat> and after the race we all were going to go eat at the trailhead trailhead in in pike mountain mm. and i really have a mindset on this huge double cheeseburger and we walked in and the smell of food just hit me the wrong way and i was like oh god <laughs> oh lord you know so it was like we finally got our seat. I'm just kind of sitting there with my head in my hand and my gut just all over the place. And my head starts hurting. I'm like, I got to go to the restroom. And I go in there and kind of stand there and contemplate whether I want to puke or not puke. And it was yeah. just like, but I really want to eat this food. But, but, I got out there and I realized they had ginger beer on their menu. And I was like, please, God, bring me a ginger beer. Two sips in, I was completely fine. That's something y'all need to tell people who want to get into long distance running is the effects it has on your stomach when oh, you're not God, used to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody told me about that in my first 24-hour race. I was four hours in. Yeah. I wasn't running along. Dude, I had the worst diarrhea for the next four or five hours. Oh, yeah. I, every portageon I passed, I had to run into, man. It was a nightmare. Nobody yeah. told me that your stomach gets completely destroyed because I was, like, looking up food to eat. You yeah. know, and everything was like, oh, just heavy calories, heavy calories. Like, okay, cool, I can do that. You yeah. Know? Like, sugar, 
you know, heavy calories, get some bone broth in you, some type of electrolytes, all that stuff. So I'm like down in all this stuff. And my stomach's just destroyed the entire time to where I've got nothing left. My energy yeah. was zapped. I felt dehydrated. Everything was, was just terrible. I've had, I mean, and it's, it's different with everybody when it comes to that stuff because, you know, everybody's gut's different and all that stuff. Um, but I've had so many, like, like back when I was racing bikes and the first team I raced for, Cliff Bar was one of our um, sponsors. So they pushed, they got, we were driving, we'd be riding to a race in our in, in team van or whatever, and they were like passing this box of cliff bars. Like, get your cliff bar in, get your cliff. And you're just like, <laughs> blah, 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 make sure you carry it with the wrapper out. You know, you know <laughs> show you, the label. Yeah, you get out in your uniform and your gut's just, you know, pooching out, and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. You know? <laughs> you know, and so the gun goes off, and you're here, you, you got, you're on a 60 mile road race, you know, as fast as you can go. And at mile 15, you got to stop and take a dump. (laughs) (laughs) So when you finally get done with the cliff bar dump, you get out to your bike and the whole, everybody's gone. And you're like, I don't even know where I'm at. You know, (laughs) you're in last. That's where you are. You're lost out in the middle of somewhere, 15 miles away from anything in South Carolina. Yeah. The rest of the race and the race cars have all gone by. So oh, God. your team car thinks you're in, in the Peloton. So they keep on going and you're just like, so and then a couple other guys that had the same problem come riding up. You're like, well, I guess we'll try to find our way back, you know. Um, but yeah, like and then you know there was a lot of other nutrition companies, you know, that were bike specific, and it was a lot of sugar and a lot of this and a lot of that. And I mean, it was I was always having stomach cramps or problems, and I had to find my own stuff. I mean, yeah. um, the stuff I'm using now, uh, the My Spring Energies fantastic mm. um and it's all natural mm. um they don't add crap to it uh, and those have worked wonders for me it's just did you i mean you gotta you gotta time it make sure you're really taking them in by the watch i mean just like electrolytes you know because oh, wow. the minute you get them on, I'm off balance and you start trying to overcompensate that's when things go south real fast yeah okay so how do you like, is that just something you play with in training? Yeah, you really got to play with it. And, yeah, definitely don't try it right before a race because yeah. that'll blow up on you. But you definitely want to do that, like, on your longer your longer training runs and stuff, on the, you know, like your weekend or whatever. Hmm. You know, try to introduce stuff, small small things, um, just to see what you can handle. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, mean, I imagine I, it's a delicate balance trying to figure out, like, kind of what you need and what you need to avoid yeah. Oh, yeah. while you're in there. Because yeah. everything's going to have a separate effect on the last thing, and everything's yeah. going to compound on the last thing. Yeah, like for me, when I the last the last fifty mile I did, um, one of my big the biggest thing that helped me the most was that uh, keto cream cheese ice cream stuff that we made. Really? That yeah, that keto whatever it was keto, keto poo. poo. Yeah, dude, I mixed up like a huge big bowl of that, and at like mile thirty five. Was yeah. when I actually started like wanting food, food. So just take it with you. Yeah, just put it in the cooler and put it in little bowls, and yeah. I just grab the bowl and take it with me. While oh, I was... okay. I thought you meant like you packed it with you. No, I was like, no, what'd you do? No. Just like squeeze it out of a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, yeah, I mean that was fantastic. <coughs> I actually had people walk by me and go, "Oh my god, that looks delicious!" And mm. I'd put like chocolate whey and stuff in it. Yeah. 
But then, I mean, there's some people that can eat pizza and stuff. I can't do it. Like it, well, it apparently is. I couldn't either, but I didn't know that. Yeah. One of my big things was, you know, I, first time ever out there. This is my first running competition. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to do what they do. So I, off the whole shot or whatever you call it. I don't yeah. Know. That's what, you know. Anyways, right off the whole shot, I'm like keeping up with this group. I'm like, man, I'm feeling great. This is cool. And then I get in there. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get wore down a little bit. And then we cross, and that was the 5K guys. I'm like, oh, I just paced the 5K guys, and I'm here for 24 hours. <laughs> well, I just blew my wad. <laughs> and, uh, and then whenever I would get back through there, because uh, with the Black Mountain Monster, which was my first running event, they have a 5K loop, mm-hmm. and you just keep doing rounds. Mm-hmm. Well, at the start slash finish line, that's where they set out the food. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to eat whatever they have up here. Oh, pizza, cool, I like pizza. Got some pizza. Came back around the second time. Oh, they got chicken tenders and like, uh, what was it? Ah, that was some, it's like a bar food. Like, I don't think it was French fries. It may have been like tater tots or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly Baked what it was. And salt. It might have been something yeah. like that. Yeah. I just remember bad. it was like bar food. I was yeah. like, oh, man, they got some good food going on. And then like 2 o'clock in the morning, they brought out these big uh, crock pots full of chicken broth. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, I'll get a cup of that too. You know, I'm like, oh, everybody else is eating and drinking this stuff. I probably should too. Yeah, yeah. not even thinking about the freaking nuclear bomb I was just building in my stomach. Yeah, I mean. But I, got, I ain't going to lie, that chicken broth, that settled a lot of things down for me. Yeah, I probably I'm got a, an extra two laps out of that chicken broth. I'm a big fan of uh, chicken broth or ramen and long, really? long stuff. Ramen's pretty good too. I think um, about that. You just like take some top ramen right out of the pack, or you boil it up in well, some water. Or... If it's events like that, generally they're cooking it, or oh, gotcha. Like for the Yeti, or even for Black Mountain with us, we'll take our own camp stove, and we'll have our crew make it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll take a whole case of ramen. Yeah. Once I hit that, you know, sixty mile mark, man, it's just gonna be every lap probably chug down some ramen and some meat, beef broth, and you know protein and those kinds of things i just can't do like real heavy food like some people can like dean carnassus and all those guys that mm. eat freaking cake when they run you know like oh bring me a cake mm. oh. some people can just do it man i remember uh and i might can i just afraid to try yeah well, i remember um like right out of high school i had a buddy who taught me a lot of the same stuff that i use now yeah but my lifting partner back then we called him stout his real name was john and he would literally eat a large pizza and then do heavy back squats, heavy deadlifts. I'm like, dude, there's no way. No. Like, my, I mean, I got an iron gut. I can eat about anything, but I would be puking my guts out. And, like I mean, I, he would seriously do, like, a heavy 5x5 five five or 5x8 five with a full pizza in him no more than half an hour before we started yeah, lifting. But he man, absolutely like, loved it. He's like, dude, I don't lift on empty stomach. I want a huge meal before I start lifting. I can't do it. Like, if, like a meal before I come in on my, on my normal workout time. Yeah. It like it zaps me. Like I can't get. Same here, man. I got if it's something like I mean, if I'm eating pizza or something, which I wouldn't eat that that early in the morning, anyways. But it would have to be two hours at mm-hmm. least. I mean, if I eat, you know, my normal breakfast is either a bagel or peanut butter. If I'm doing an endurance day, or I'll eat six eggs. Yeah. And when I eat those six eggs, that's usually like seven, seven thirty, and I don't work out till like two thirty. So I can't eat anything. I have to have almost an empty stomach. I like to eat something earlier that day, but I have to give it plenty of time to digest or I'm puking my guts out. Now, on Saturdays, my long runs, I usually will pregame with like a cup of coffee and two to three just fried eggs. 
Yeah. And that I can do fine and go out and run 45 minutes later mm-hmm. and feel great. Yeah. Um, but that's about all. I mean, even when I was racing box, it was experimentation. Mm-hmm. Like what all I can handle. Um, yeah. And I know with, uh, you know, with race day and competition days, it's very different. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that you have everything dialed in. But when it comes to just training, it's really just whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. For me, I can eat – I usually eat about half an hour after my workout. If I try to eat something heavy while my body temperature's still yeah. up, it'll mess up my stomach too. But I've got some athletes that, you know, fast all morning yeah. until they come in here, or fast all during the day yeah. before they come in here. And it's really just whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, You're I, still getting the same work in. You're still going to get the same calories in. Yeah. The timing isn't that important. Yeah, and it's and – it's, and it's, it's actually called eating with purpose. So when I'm like pre-gaming for races, I do eat with purpose. You yeah. know, it ain't like always what you're craving. The the two days before are the days where I'm, you know, bumping my, you know, topping off my glycogen stores and and all those things. Race days back years and years ago, that was like the focus. Like, what was your pre-race meal? And like, I focus less on that now. I make sure I get some quality fat and protein in with eggs, depending on, you know, what the distance is, what race is, you know, like Saturday we were running 13 miles. I had a cup of coffee um, with some keto balm and two fried eggs. Perfectly fine. By the time we got done, my stomach was growling. I was hungry. Um, But, you know, for like the Yeti, I'll make sure that whole week I eat well. Thursday and Friday I'll start to bump calorie intake up and top off glycogen stores but then friday morning it'll probably be my coffee and it'll be you know four eggs or five eggs you know it's it's what works for you but i used to man i used to try to like focus on that pre that morning meal that pre-race meal that morning grits and eggs and stuff and man i just i'd get to the start line and just be so sick on my stomach or once you started picking up, you know, heart rate picked up and everything, everything else. Everything starts like, bouncing. You're like, man, this is horrible. I had to find something different. Yeah. Um, cyclocross was kind of the same way. You know, I learned that popping in one of those uh, My Spring Energies, you know, 15 to 20 minutes before the start was the best way to go because you're going, you're redlining it. Mm-hmm. As soon as you put a foot on the pedal, your whole goal is to get the whole shot. So yeah. you're already redlining. And you got to hold it off for 45 minutes. So you're going as fast as you can, as hard as you can at 45 minutes. The last thing you want is a stomach full of carbs. Oh, yeah. and, but, I'd, dude, I'd see – we'd see guys that – if we saw a guy at a Black Mountain race back in February, man, he was eating a freaking, like, big-ass sandwich, like, literally <laughs> seven minutes before we start. Yeah. And then we see him bent over not too far – into the first climb just up there just heaving his guts and I'm like dude you just ate like a ham and cheese freaking sandwich yeah. pastrami right there before you started like what what was that what did you expect your stomach's trying to do something completely different besides digesting food right now yeah something that heavy but mm. you know to each their own hey that's it man I learned that puking on the side of the trail was not what I wanted to do hey good little rate, weight reduction beginning yeah. of the race you're I mean, good to go man take them <laughs> get that adrenaline popping from the dry yeah. heaving yeah. leaving a two spot's not my favorite thing but it, you know it's being <laughs> one with nature yeah i'm hoping you got some wipes with you or something mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah all right man i think it's about it for me uh to recap 
basically just try to do everything on purpose, man. Yeah. Life is, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, doesn't really matter because nobody gets out alive. Yeah. But it's made to enjoy, man. Find purpose, um, whether it's in your career or whether it's in your hobbies. You know, obviously, if you're listening to this, chances are you're a dad. So you definitely want to, you want to see your child grow up not suffering. You want to see them oh, yeah. do what they enjoy, enjoy life to the fullest. And, you know, I mean, obviously be financially secure at the same time. You don't, I mean, you know, hey, if you're into the hippie, like nomad type stuff, that's cool too. I'm yeah, not saying anything bad against that. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends who are nomadic and they absolutely enjoy life that way. Yeah, you know, so, that's what I, you know, the thing I tell my son is I want you to, I want you to grow up, find something you enjoy doing that, that gives you purpose and fulfills that purpose yep. and go do it. I don't want you to focus on how much money you can make, how much money you have to make. Yep. If, if being working in weather is what you want to do and it makes you happy, do it. If being an artist is what you want to do and it makes you happy and you're good at it, yep. do it. But do it with purpose. Yep. You know, and give it your best when you go do it. That's it, man. All right. Excellent recap. Oh, weekly challenge. How'd you do with the weekly challenge three weeks ago? What was that challenge? No <laughs> sugar. Course. Oh, I bombed that shit on yeah. the second day. In fact, <laughs> no, I, think I did I, that week, but the Christmas week, I was not so good on I the no I, added sugar. I think I posted it because. I think the day or the day after yeah. I held up the cookie and I was like, first blood, my mother-in-law sends over this, this <laughs> bag of cookies. Yeah. Nice. All right. So what's the challenge for this week that you will actually abide by? I hate challenges. Oh, that I'll abide yeah. by? Okay. Let's do a, let's do an easy fitness challenge. Okay. hundred, hundred body squats a day. A day? A day. 700 body squats by the next time we are in here sitting down oh, talking. Do yeah. I don't know, man. A hundred a day, man. It's going to take you five minutes a day. That's going to mess up my running and my... No, man, it's going to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can do it. Awesome. So that's the weekly challenge. A hundred body squats. And I mean body weight, not your weight of your body on your shoulders. Yeah, get <laughs> Just on. your body weight itself. Or you can make somebody else do it. Yeah, or you can do it with weight. Hey, man, have fun with it. If you tell your kid to do it, and you count out for them, that counts. <laughs> or you can do it with your kid to set a good example. Or do it with your kid. Lead by example. Yeah. Do as I say and as I do. Mm-hmm. Or your wife. <laughs> tell her to do it with you. There you go. That's actually not a bad idea. I'm going to try that with the wife. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll see how that Give goes. me the finger. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Have Maybe. fun. Bye. Later. <laughs>